Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're wrapping up Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh my goodness. First we have announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Submit to Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, music, interpretive dance, etc., etc. Illustrating what it would be like to be a Black Hogwarts student. Check out blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines and for our awesome stories. Love our blog, love Wizard Team, have a few extra galleons lying around. Please consider becoming a Patronus. We are video recording the Wizard Team episodes and Patron I have access to those videos. So, you know, if you want to see our faces, sometimes you want to see us mess up stuff. My new awesome black wizard shirt that I'm rocking today. That too. You know what I'm saying? I got all fancy for my birthday. Um, Even though my birthday was yesterday, Mm -hmm. but still. I don't want I wanted to, you know, it's like no one's going to see you. So you wait for your like big outfit for when people actually see you. No, you don't do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Okay. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So if you want to donate but can't do a (laughs) monthly donation, you can send us a cheering charm by donating to our PayPal. You can find the links to donate at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. Backslash, not forward slash, backslash. Because the internet. That's how it works. We have Wizard Team merch. Speaking of um, Robin's new shirt and my new shirt that came last week. And Connie's Um, uh, journal. Head over to our website. Sorry, I'm done. Yes, head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationery game. If you, it's Black Girls Create and it's a little merch tab. You can like, there's lots of things. We're repping the Black Wizards of Hogwarts, but you know, you can get like the the Hollows women symbol or female symbol. You can get somebody write that fanfic. Seraphina taught me. Patronus feel there's so many so things, many things. You guys. and if you so have ideas things. for other it's things awesome. like let us know and we can work out like we can make more things it's very easy mm-hmm. if you're like you know what I really need a shirt or a journal or whatever that says x y or z we can work it out we're not a, we're not above or beyond working things out that didn't okay I'm gonna if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, or even if you do and you want to continue and you want to support us in a myriad of ways, because you can be a Patronus and send us a cheering charm and do this. It's not like an either or thing. Like you can have all of the things. Do all of the things. Um, rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, wherever your podcasts are found. Um, mostly iTunes, though, because the way it works is the more um, ratings and the more reviews we have, the higher up we've come in the search more people can hear us and maybe you don't have the funds to become a Patronus but um Baron Shrupp does and he's a big Potterhead fan or he's a big Potterhead but you know it's hard because his dad is at literally Voldemort so he doesn't have the access to things and he's just lurking around and he sees oh my god look there's this cool Harry Potter podcast called Wizard Team and then he learns a bunch of stuff and then he sends us a bunch of money and it's all because of you, fam. Congratulations. Look what you did. You changed lives. Wow. You're amazing. You're a real one. Wow. Good on you. 
It's incredible. The power of the word of mouth. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, subscribe to our newsletter. Um, every week, Wizard Bay Deborah shares nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlscreate.org. If you are not subscribed, you've never known friendship or, ha- or love or happiness. You know, the world is not split between so Death Eaters and people that. who don't get the newsletter. But it also kind of is. Don't be a Death Eater. Kind of is. Just a get bit. the newsletter. Yeah. It's like, it's really easy it comes in your mailbox on Sunday, and it will, like, brighten your day. Like, why don't you want that in your life? Why don't you want your Sunday to be a little bit brighter? Why don't you want to start your week off with the good news and the warmth and the, like, loving embrace of Bayfriend Deb's words? Why don't, I, if you don't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Ashe. Ashe. <laughs> um, Amani, Amani in the chat room wants to know, why would you block your blessings and not listen to Deborah's glory? These are questions. Right? That only you can right. answer. Stop blocking your blessings, fam. That's our newsletter. You know what I'm saying? Amateur hour? Goodness. <laughs> and now... For Wizard Team News. I'm an adult now. Listen to Cousin Ooh. Black. Listen to Cousin Black, the newest podcast of Black Girls Create, an Orphan Black After Show hosted by Brandon Jordan and Akira Davis. You know, listen to Akira wonder, you know, where is Allison and Donnie? Where are they? Why have they not shown up in a while? What's going on with them? You know what I'm saying? What's Helena up to? When is she going to have her baby so she can kill everybody and resolve all these matters? These are questions that they ask on Cousin Black. And so, you know. I don't know because I didn't hear any of that. Check it out. But I trust you. I believe you. That's fine. Just listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag Cousin Black on Twitter. Also the tagline because they're cousins and they're black. I still don't know if I've actually told them that that's the tagline. (laughs) But but it is. So it's fine. We get to, we, we, we made it, yeah, we, get to we do it. Do what we they, want. They, they do what we say. Okay, so in actual <laughs> non-wizard team news, but in like Potterhead news, if you were on Twitter at noon, this um, little piece of gold went viral. Shout out to Constar24, Connie, our um, Who Watch co-host. I, I, forgot the, I forgot the word. Anyway, um, so this dude... What mm-hmm. thought? Well, he what he thought he was doing was reading Harry Potter for the first time. What he was actually doing was reading erotic fanfic for the first time, and was like, "So Draco didn't rape Hermione. So Harry and Ginny didn't get it on. Dudley didn't commit suicide." And his friend was like, "Fam, are you trolling me? What are you reading?" <laughs> He's like, what "I got them reading? all in a what big in a. I got them all in a big." thing this is like come on now come on now he played himself but also like hilarious I, yeah he played himself because how do you, how was that your first harry potter right that's why you just right. buy the books like what are you, what are you doing, doing fam go to the library like <laughs> like and where do 
And where did he get this from, right? Because you could buy the ebook. That's I'm what I'm saying. Sure he got Pottermore, he was he was on some Amazon, illegal downloads like because he was too cheap to buy the books. Except didn't he say he paid for I don't it? Think or no, so. maybe not. Um maybe not. But if but he, he could think so. But yeah, that's why you just right. buy if them. He could, if he did pay for it, he, where did he buy it from? Because he didn't go to Pottermore or Amazon. Right, because Because that is not <laughs> There and like, shout out to the there friend though who said so he was talking about how I assume uh, the scenes where um, where Harry and Hermione get intimate and friend said you're trolling me nope there's no sex in Harry Potter wizarding age of consent is 15 what the order of phoenix was full of it boy <laughs> what <laughs> what she oh was like gosh. the real order of the phoenix like, Harry barely has his first kiss and it's not with Hermione right <laughs> she's like still trying not to troll like not to like spoil him and he finishes spoil, with, right. what sick freak wrote this oh my god but like you thought Dudley was forced was imperious cursed and forced to commit suicide and Hermione and Harry were getting it on at 15 and it became the biggest book in the world like you thought our parents were like yes Yep. You go ahead and do that. <laughs> go right Let ahead. me tell you, Mom, when Draco raped right Hermione, ahead. it really changed my entire worldview. Well, I think you should just read that whole series. No. That's not how children's books work. <laughs> Who's publishing a book where the four, where the 15-year-old getting <laughs> raped? Like, in school, I mean, I guess it do, it's not unheard of, but, I mean, hilarious. It's quite... <laughs> Yeah, it is. Ooh, Amani. Amani is benched. Oh, Amani is benched. <laughs> it's so early in the day for you to be so benched. Okay, so we have a new Patroni. It's it's really not though, but okay. <laughs> so early in the episode, I guess. Not early. Definitely in the day. not early in the day. Um. <laughs> so we have a new Patroni. Shout out to Ariana Simmons. Thank you so much for your support. Um, and again, anyone can, you know, bring, shed a little life, a little, spread a little Specto Patronum on your girls with a quick donation at blackgirlscrate.org slash donate. And Ariana, thank you. Um, and here's a formal welcome to the team. Not that you weren't already on the team, but now you're like, you're like an investor in the team. Like you got your name on the patch, you know, like if we were... Um, like a, a soccer team in the EPL, like your face would be like on the jersey. Or if we were, if Wizard Team was like a NASCAR car, your your name would be on the, right underneath the driver's side door. Ariana Simmons! Coming around the left turn! <laughs> Make me stop talking. Bayana said that she put rum in her ginger okay, beer, so I mean, then I put whiskey I... in my Coke, and that this is her fault. I will take that fault. I'm actually not... I mean, you've barely drank any, so I don't really know. That might just all be it's you, just, actually. Just, it's um, just me. Like, you have... You've taken one sip. I don't... Like, I will take responsibility, but not when you've only taken one sip of said whiskey and Coke. So, that's just all you. That's all Robin. Um, yeah, we don't have any magical birthdays. Let's get into this recap of the book and the movie and all of our feelings about Harry Potter and like the Goblet of Fire. 
Can we just um, start by saying when Black Girls Crate blows up, right, and we have some of that Oprah money, you know what I'm talking about? That, like, new black media mogul, that Tyler Perry, that Oprah Winfrey money, that Harpo money, I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about? Um, the first thing we're going to do is go to Universal Studios and Joe and be like, well, what you're going to do is sign over these rights right here so we can redo this all. Yeah. As a, as a television As show, a masterpiece. It's going to take a long classic. time. And all of the... Each chapter is a Hour. is a um episode. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's an episode, and we're gonna add little things like, oh, maybe in the first episode we see Sirius and Peter. Or we're gonna we're gonna completely like, change the way the down. house elves work. We're gonna like, but guess what? It'll it'll be better oh, yeah. for it. Well, no, we might not change them. We might just leave it and be like, hey, this is problematic. This was problematic, and we know this. But we're you know what we should do? Oh my god. What we should do is because Hermione is going to be black. Lavender is going right, to stay the whole black. Way through. Peeves is going to be in we're there. Gonna get, we're going to get a scene, right? Wait, time out. Peeves is going to be in there, but time out. We're going to get a scene in the common room, right? Where like Harry, Ron, Hermione, you're talking and doing their little whatever the fuck. But in the background, Angelina is going to be there and there's going to be shit flying around her hair as it like braids it itself. Right. It's going to be is my, This is my new thing, though, is that whenever a house elf shows up, Peeves is going to show up and side-eye the camera, like, directly. Like, break the first wall and go, mm. And oh, then fly like away. In, like in, um, like in, what's it called, where it says, like, uh, like, message. Right. It's gonna be something like that, where Peeves is just, like, right. right. and then dips. He's gonna yep. pop up, like, you remember I, the I little, that. like, mm-hmm. and it's funny to talk about, like, a stupid trope with a racist trope, but the WB frog used to pop up in the middle of the thing, the WWB. Yeah. Like, Peeves is gonna pop up in the corner, like, <laughs> this is some racist bullshit. Yep. <laughs> and then zoom and off. Then zoom Whenever off. there's a house off, people will pop up. Yep. You know this is bullshit, right? Okay, bet. <laughs> and then Dumbledore is actually gonna say, "Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire?" Calmly. I don't know. He's gonna walk around on Christmas. What of, he should um, do? He's gonna walk around Christmas 1993 yes. with a bonnet. Like he's gonna be full on holiday Dumbledore when it calls for him to right. be holiday Dumbledore. Like that's important. Well, I think what he's gonna be the other Dumbledores too. But Holiday Dumbledore is important to me, and I feel like it was not portrayed in these movies I the agree. way that it should well, have been. Well, I also feel like... So that's going to be And there. we'll have to work all of this out, so um, Warner Brothers and Joe, y'all can just trust us. We got it. But we'll work this out between the two of us as production's going on. But I kind of want Dumbledore to run up on Harry and be like, did you put your name in the gap of the fire? Just kidding, dog. I'm just kidding. You know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, <laughs> 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 like... That can be the outtake. You know, like in like black movies and the credits <laughs> where they just do like the like the, the bloopers right. while the credits are rolling. That's what right. it'll be every like episode. It. Yep. But in the actual episode, he'll just be like, hey, Harry, did you do this fire. thing that people were saying you did? Okay. No? All right. Cool. cool. We won't have no bullshit scene sure. of Snape being like, send the sheep out to slaughter or whatever. Use the kid as bait. Whatever the <laughs> fuck he said. With Dumbledore staring into the <laughs> staring like into the so pinsies, like 
Like, it, well, I don't know what that scene. What was that scene? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. That shit made Let's no go. fucking sense. I'm just saying, like you said, <laughs> when we get that money. money, we're going to, dude. It's gonna be so diverse. It's gonna be. We go. So we go. Spider Man Homecoming all happen. up in your ass. You gonna think Spider Man Home? You thought that was a thing? Yeah. Just wait. <laughs> Just, they're going to be South Asian people. Just wait. And Just guess what? Wait. The Patil twins, they're going to be identical and hot. And they're going to be wearing some awesome bomb ass dresses. Or robes. No, they're going to be wearing robes. And one, and one is going, and, and Padma is what? going to be a Ravenclaw. A Ravenclaw? Fact, as well. Damn. Yes. Like the way yes. it was meant to be? I know that just blew your mind, but that's what's wow. going to happen. Yeah. Look at you shaking things up. And as Amani said, a wizard trap soundtrack. That will also yes. right. We won't have the yes. weird sisters exactly. at the Yule Ball. We'll things. take. We will have poetic license. We will. All we'll have. Um, what was Mika? No, not me. What were they? The, the Mudbloods will be performing at the Yule Ball. Yule Ball instead of the weird sisters. At the Yule Ball, instead of the weird yeah. the weird sisters. Yep. My girl you know, is just little things. My girl was, is bad and bougie. What cooking up potions with the Uzi? Skirt, skirt. Raindrops. <laughs> Cauldron pots. I don't know. Raindrops. Cauldron pots. We'll work on it. All of the sorting hats. The sorting hat is always going to rap. Right. But like, but he gonna drop but like that, 90s he gonna rap drop though, that right? Beat. Because it's the 90s. It's gonna oh my like God. And like, and like, in like, the, in, in like the second year in Chamber of Secrets, he's going to go full yeah. on MC Hammer 1992. You know, that was the, that was it. You're gonna be like, certain hat don't hurt him. Ha! <laughs> Shit. Oh god. <laughs> okay, that's enough. We gotta stop. We gotta... We'll have like we'll have like we'll have like outtakes, right? So like um the, Oh my god, can the sorting happy? Like, uh, shit, flesh, blood, and bone. Flesh wait, flesh, blood, and bone. Like maybe the opening scene will be the Death Eaters singing Crossroads. Just at the beginning, like before shit actually happens, before the actual we will stick, like we will chapter stick to and the, like real shit goes down. The op, we will stick to the canon. We're not going to diverge from the canon, but we'll just have like dumbass shit at, at the, the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like this has nothing to do with anything. But here's the Death Eaters singing. You know what Crossroads. we should do because this is going to have this is going like, to um, be a series, so it will be on with like. Hopefully it'll be on like HBR or something, so no commercials. But if we do, we'll have like in the little commercial interstitials. That's when we can do like all this really great stuff. Mm-hmm. Watch out for it, guys! Yep. Watch out for it. If you would like to become an executive producer, become a Patronus. We can get that heart money. <laughs> <laughs> Black girls produces <laughs> Harry Potter soon. Come. Ooh, okay. So let's get started yeah. with the, the movie. Like we kind of alluded to it with this rant. This shit. Yeah, was I think just I think that lost. we. So we we say this. Yeah. So I think there's a couple things. So one, we say this all the time, but I do feel like, or every time we do a recap episode, but I do feel like it should be said is that it goes by so quickly, and part of it is that again we've been reading this since right. fucking November. Or October, maybe. Um, and so we've been reading it slowly, and it's not necessarily how it's supposed to be read. But then also, like, they just skip it in like a weird way, and then they, the like, other try to make it But then when you really start poking at it, you're I, like, Yeah, but huh? I also feel like the other books were thinner. And so, yes, with, like, the size of this right, book. that's true. 
and the length of a feature film, you're going to lose a lot. But the reason why this book was so big was because it was so dense. And there was a lot of nuance that was really, that is really necessary, right? And like, the thing that makes me really mad is like, we hear about, and I remember this happening as the movies were coming out, like, oh, especially in the next one, like, Creature has to be in the movie because he plays an integral role in the plot. But then when they get to the part where he plays an integral role, he doesn't, you know what I mean? And so, like, we have, and this, again, we have these added scenes of Dumbledore and his, like, council. I was thinking of um, Game of Thrones, the, the, the small council meeting after... Um, Harry's right. name is in the mm-hmm. Goblet of Fire, which it does not happen. It's fake news. Um, and so we have this added scene, whereas we could have had, one, the freaking Quidditch World Cup. I mean, that's a really small thing, and it's not important mm-hmm. in terms of like the overall story, but we could have had but some we Quidditch. Could have had it. Or, or if you want to like, or if you want to like separate like seat, or if you want to like substitute like scene to scene you could have had the party right. in Gryffindor Tower right like everybody's super excited that he is in the thing except for right. Ron obviously but, but then like, they also have the party like in the Gryffindor Tower after he completes the first task and you want to see me open the egg and he's all feeling himself mm-hmm. which was like not what Harry was feeling after he not beat that really what dragon happened. at all right. he was like oh I have feelings right. about the dragon scene until, that I didn't know that I had <laughs> until I saw it this time, but okay. I'm gonna hold on to but it. But yeah, for so now. There, I'm just and then we'll talk the, about the it. point overall is like they just they have and they've done this a lot of times. Like my favorite, like when we think about like useless scenes, right? There's obviously there's been um, my favorite useless scene, but I love it is who am I, Hedwig? Mm. What am I? And the Hedwig is like, I'm an owl. I don't know. <laughs> Bitch, I don't care. I don't care, fam. I you gonna give me some treats or like what? <laughs> and it's cold out here. Like, why, why am I? Off? Can I go? Cool. I'm. Fl- I'm fly off. Sounds like I'm this is something leave. you need to talk to, to with do. your friends because <laughs> I'm an owl. <laughs> I can't help you. Um, <laughs> I have a tour to right. get ready for. I'm so. about to drop the twins. <laughs> Come on, your roll, fam. Like, chill out. What? Anyway, but there are these, like, those types of useless scenes. Some of them bring me great joy. Like, who am I? What am I? (laughs) But I would give those up in a heartbeat, especially the bad ones, for that time to be used on something more pertinent or on, like, even just how in this book or in this movie, Dobby doesn't play a role and the house elves don't play a role. And the the one scene that really stood out to me was in the very beginning with Barty Crouch at the uh, a at Voldemort's house, and then and then at the, at the World Cup, just like chilling. But then, like Barty Crouch Senior isn't see, acting that, like he should be acting like. See, and what happened? So with him being freed at the very beginning, that's that's one of the things that messed up the like nuance and the mystery and like the kind of like huge backstory behind all of this right like the motivations for people's actions it changed with him being in that house at the very beginning right because 
you see Voldemort talking to them and and it's like one you can barely hear whatever what what's going on because Frank is still rocking up the thing like the minute he gets to the top of the stairs he gets killed so there's really nothing there's no like actual injury happening there and then then you the one thing you do hear is Voldemort telling Brady Crouch Jr. to send the Death Eaters a sign which completely changes him the reasons behind him casting the Death Mark in um at the Quidditch World Cup right like in the in the book, it's because and we just read this like two weeks ago. It's um, because he was angry, right? It's an impulsive thing. He was like, "How dare they parade around here like they've been committed to this cause, and you know they haven't really sacrificed for it." And so I'm gonna put up the dark mark and see, you know, if they're really about that life, and they weren't. Versus this time, all this shit happens, and then he goes and puts it in the air. Ain't nobody around for one. Right? Everybody's left at this point. Like, That's, and so what's the point? And then also he's doing it on Voldemort's orders. So it's right. totally different. It like actually makes no sense. Or I mean, it makes sense, but like, it's not really what happened. And then on top of that, like you don't actually get the real connection between Barty Crouch Sr. and Barty Crouch Jr., which was confusing, right? Because like, he wouldn't know, like, the way that it happened, there's no way that Barty Crouch Sr. would know that he mm-hmm. did it. It may, they make it seem like he doesn't know that his son is out of Azkaban, as opposed to like I, he him actually yeah. breaking dude out, and like the the part where they kind of they interact when um, after the second task when he's moody and Barty Crouch Senior looks in his eyes or whatever, and you can tell that there's some kind of weird thing, and then they use that as a, they kind of imply that him potentially recognizing Junior is the reason why he gets right. killed. Which is right. false. So it's just like all these things were like because like, and because even that like the way that they kill they Barty Crouch, the, the fact that like they know things. that he's dead immediately, and there is no like, right. I have to tell Dumbledore I made a terrible mistake. He's out. He's like that stuff. It one it really informs like I love David Tennant, but I'm like. The ticks don't, it's like, it's just like you're, you're overacting because you don't have that much time. It was unnecessary. A lot of it's unnecessary. And you don't have that, the layers of the theme of Harry Potter, which is like parental love, right? Like that, like Barty Crouch Sr. and Jr.'s Mm -hmm. story is another added layer onto that theme of parental love and like what that looks like and what, like, in terms of Barty Crouch Jr., Serious Black to some small but not really degree Voldemort because he just gets his origin story so fucking wrong. But like what that lack of love <laughs> can turn into, you know what I mean? Like what what over and so there's like mm-hmm. Dudley and Mal and Draco, which is like what overindulgence and like love without boundaries looks like. There's Lily and the Weasleys, which is that like parental love and support and like sacrifice and what that looks like. And then there's, to some extent, and I guess the, the long bottoms, and then to some extent, Neville's grandmother, Barty Crouch Sr., and what, like, that overbearing, abusive, high expectations thing can do to a kid, right, from parents. And, like, all of those things mm-hmm. are, inter- like, they're not the main crux of the plot, but they're the things that make the story so rich. They're what make us, like, stick, like, those themes. And, like, that was what also makes it so that you're reading these books again and you find, like, new and different things, right? Because, like, I didn't right. realize how much of a role parental love and the different types of love 
go into like this story until this reread. When you just skate over all of that, it's like, oh, he might have like recognized him in his eyes or whatever. Then it's like, okay, but then why? Like, so he immediately had to kill him. Why did? Why weren't they looking for who? Like, why didn't they stop the tournament or whatever and look for who was behind the murder? Kill Where him. was Bertha Jorkins and right. the whole thing? Right, like the if like. Mm-hmm. A large part of this book, too, is that the ministry is uh, is in disarray. Like, there are things happening, and it is, like, it could be incompetence or something foul is afoot, right? And Fudge mm-hmm. continues to be like, well, they're just incompetent or what coincidences or whatever. And so you also don't get the sense of, like, reading the book, when Order of the Phoenix happens, you understand what is happening with the ministry versus Hogwarts and Fudge versus Dumbledore that when I read, when I watched this movie, I was like, Oh, how are we supposed to get that? It's not connected. Right. And you're not. And so I think one of the things, right. Is, um, I guess it was for Deathly Hollows when they came out and were like, Oh, we're just making this for the people who mm-hmm. read the books. Right. Like they can fill in the gaps because they've read it and they know what's going on. I feel like they, I mean, you know, and I think, the one, the books that are closest, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, it's, they're smaller books, whatever. From one to three, they're more, they're closer. And they do skip a lot because that's just what happens, right? But, like, starting from book four on, or movie four on, they just start, like, leaving shit out. And they're like, we'll try to make it make sense and we'll try to explain it. But it doesn't, but when you really start thinking about it, it doesn't work, right? Like, for example, like, you know, again, sorry, real quick. They, they, they leave it to us because we know things and we have backstory to fill in the blanks. And because we know it, it takes longer to realize like, oh, hey, that didn't make Mm -hmm. sense, right? You know what I mean? Like, we're just like, oh, yeah, because this happened. And like, yeah, sure, that makes sense. That's why we're here. (laughs) And then for people who haven't read the books, like, they pretty much get it because they're not as in it to understand, like, how the characters move around and like what but then they, you, that's how you end up with shit like, do. So like Hermione and Harry shippers like I I right and I, I told yeah and it doesn't make sense for example like and what I was like thinking about is the scene where instead of Dobby giving yes. Harry the gillyweed Neville gives Harry the gillyweed and that raises so many questions right like I mean and you know they they kind of make it work because instead of having Fred and George come and get Ron and Hermione they have Marty Crouch Jr. as Moody get Ron and Hermione and then he sees Neville and is like, hey Neville, why don't you help Harry? And that's how it works. So that part makes sense, right? But then you have Neville getting, where did Neville get the gillyweed from? I think they from? kind of imply that he stole it from and Snape. And then you have Snape thinking, which makes no absolutely sense, no sense. Because they don't have sense. time. It literally makes no sense. We don't have time. That's one. Two, Snape is literally is the, the thing the that world. Neville fears most in the world. Why would he go to his private stores and steal something from him. There's no way Neville Longbottom would have the courage or like even just like So then I guess you would have to because he is, but he would not be able yeah. to do that shit. Like that's just not I guess possible. then you would I'm have sorry. to infer that then happen. Harry Potter did it. But then like that is a huge leap because Harry But then Harry didn't do it because he didn't know He didn't know what where, Gillyweed looked like. He don't know. He didn't know right. where Gillyweed from. Yeah. Right. Right. And you literally and you see Neville like slip the Gillyweed yep. the thing. So, right. So it's just like, Harry didn't know where that came from. It could have came off the damn, like, honestly, 
And this is just in general. Harry got to stop taking shit from people. And pocket weed. Because he could Harry just taking pocket weed. Like, dude. Literally, Neville ha- handed it to him like, "Hey, bro, I got what you need." Like, "Hey, come on." Now. You know, like, Neville. Like in the you, in the movie like, in the movie dude, realm of it, on. Neville got that from Hannah Abbott because Hannah Abbott was smoking that that gillyweed. So just also, though, I think it's really funny that Potterheads are always like smoking that gillyweed, and I'm like, but it would give you gills, and then you would die. Yeah, I don't... we talked. We talked <laughs> about that. We talked yeah. about that. You cannot smoke gillyweed. It's just not a thing. Well, I mean, maybe you can. But you better do it. But it's not going to get you high. You better do it at the lake. Because it's not marijuana. (laughs) It's not the same. If you want to get high like you're smoking weed, smoke some damn regular ass weed. And maybe it has some magical properties. (laughs) Fine. Not gillyweed. That's not what it's for. That's not what it does. I just want to say it again for all you fanfic writers out there and readers. That's just not how that works. I'm sorry. And for you young and impressionable witches and wizards out there, if you smoke gillyweed, your ass better be near a body of water because you're going to sprout gills and stop being able to breathe oxygen. That's what I'm saying. You're about to suffocate. You're going to suffocate. That's what's going to happen. And that's not fun. The more you know. That's not the way I would like to get high. I just would like. This is your brain. This is your brain on gillyweed. (laughs) This is a public service (laughs) announcement. Like. But yeah, I think the other part of that too, um. Is that it, it ruin? It doesn't ruin, but it it changes relationships that are important, and it mm-hmm. changes characters. Like one, it changes like the changing of Barty Crouch Junior.'s motivations. Okay, it's not that important to the overall story. Like the, I guess this is the thing. It's like getting to the the main plot points of. Someone put Harry's name in the gob. Like, if you want to be really reductionist, Goblet of Fire is someone putting Harry's name in the goblet and helping him get through the tournament so that he can meet up with Voldemort at the end and Voldemort can kill him. Like, that is the most reductionist way of looking at this story. In reality, though, Goblet of Fire is where we really learn a lot about how the Wizarding Society works, how prejudice works, how important social status is in this world, even more so than maybe the Muggle world, arguably. Um, we learn a lot about petty grudges and, like, how histories can, like, really affect, like, your your entire, the course of your life, right? So on the one hand, we have Barty Crouch Sr., who has this, like, kind of, gross history with how he dealt with the aftermath of the first wizarding war and what that did to his life moving forward. Um, we, we get even more mm-hmm. Snape being just pathetic. Um, and we get like Voldemort's saltiness of his followers, not taking out second mortgages, third mortgages and coming to try to find him in Albania. Like we get all of these things Right. And again, like, with the villains planning and stuff, we how Voldemort talks about his origins in that graveyard scene is very important to who he is and why he becomes who he becomes. So you can just be like, oh, Voldemort's a villain. And then that leads you into letting him die all magically in the last book when it's like, no, he died ordinarily like a man. He was just some shriveled old pathetic 70 year old man at the end of it laying in the middle of the great hall 
Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't get, you don't have the nuance, basically. Right. And that's kind of the thing that's like kind of, that's frustrating because I, you know, there are movies that can convey nuance. And like, oh, yeah. And, and maybe it's just kind of, and maybe it's kind of the like kind of curse of, adapting from a book where there's just so much and there's so much more space and that kind of thing so it's like it's it's always tricky right because then it's like okay what were the things that were necessary for them to make it work but still like be within this time limit because that movie is still long as fuck it's two and a half hours so like how would you make this work while and again it's like taking out those unnecessary things because i think you could have taken out ron and harry fight some movies like you really could have taken i mean i don't i don't think you could have that's really important to, uh, yeah that's really, that's important, like really to important for ron's character. character development yeah um i think i think that like i think that one of the things right is that sometimes movies tend to add unnecessary scenes um when in my opinion like everything's there like sure you have to leave stuff out i understand that but pretty much everything is there in that like in your source material right you should never um, you have to take things out but you should never be adding things and harry potter has that issue a lot and one of the things i read because i still have only seen i think i've only seen half-blood prince like twice to be completely honest with you guys because they burned down the burrow was and that shit made no sense was that we get there that'll be fun that'll be um, fun was that they were like, well, we needed more action. And I'm like, well, then you're not doing it right. Then you're a bad writer or you're a bad director if you need more action than what's in the books. Like, then you need a better, you need a better screenwriter because there's plenty of action there mm-hmm. and there's plenty of drama. Like, the thing, too, is, like, you can have drama. You can have tension. And it like, just doesn't Rita- need to be... The way that everyone else's tension is, or everyone else's drama is. It doesn't need to be Ron and Hermione yelling at each other at the Yule Ball. Like. Right. Rita, for example. um, As a beetle. Did so much damage. Did so much damage in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire in the book. And we don't talk, we don't, we see one article that she wrote about Harry and Hermione and Crumb maybe being in a love triangle. That was it. It was the only article we saw. And then it was just like, oh, she's just some annoying person who's just like around and takes pictures and has, is creepy. That's it. There was no like, oh, she, outed was super, Hagrid. she wrote an entire thing on Hagrid's, on outed Hagrid, um, fucking like had, like set, like fan, like, you know, people on Hermione, like Hermione was cursed, like was sent, uh, fuck, like the yeah. what's it called pus that I'm not going to say because we've already established <laughs> that's not a word that we can um, pronounce. Um, and 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 brought up the that, and brought, like, up, and brought up the idea and, like, about Harry's mental well being or mental oh. exactly and like that those are the things that happened. The fact that Hermione caught her is a huge right. deal. It's a huge deal, and it's just not even like talked about at all. And Rita doesn't show up again, I believe, until Deathly Hollows when she's writing about Dumbledore. And I'm like, dude, like, she was actually really important. And I think that there are ways to kind of narrate what's going on. Like, um, yeah, you could have done a lot of, like, like, exposition and info dumping with the fact that you have this journalist there who's getting things kind of right. She's skating around the edges of things. She's getting things purposely wrong, but she's also getting things right. You're right. I, um... Mm-hmm. Also, one of the things that really stood out to me 
and watching. Also, one thing, shout out to the team because they were out in full force and I loved it. Um, I think this was like our most, yeah, it was our, very our fun. most attended live tweet and I enjoyed every minute of it. To the point where like at least I got put in Twitter now <laughs> through We Black and Nerds. I could still tweet for my account. I really like to this day do not know what happened. Like I could tweet for my account. I could retweet for my account. All of a sudden, I was getting errors trying to retweet from We Black and Nerds. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Robin was chilling. I went on tweet. I went on like so many different outlets. Like, how is this gonna work? My I friends can't took do me shit. out. It just my friends took like me out for my birthday dinner, personal, and I was like, like, "Well, I gotta retweet these things real quick because Bada's losing her mind." One second, <laughs> I was like, "What's happening?" And it was like, if it was like, my thing is, you know, if it was under like. I guess explainable I would have been like well that really sucks and that's annoying but fine but I was really sitting there like what's going on and why can it not work for me and why is it working for Robin this makes no sense racism Robin's trying to turn up for her birthday I don't basically it was rude it was respectful but yeah shout out to the team um, for being there with us and it was so much fun but I feel like this book, I always say that, like, Prisoner of Azkaban and Order of the Phoenix are competing with me for my favorite books, right? Because I feel like Prisoner of Azkaban really sets up a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that becomes very important when you get to Order of the Phoenix and then the later books. But Goblet of Fire, especially during the three read, I got to give it its due. I got to give it its props because there is so it's really much good. happening to Harry and around Harry and there's so much more and this is another thing about having like these books or epic sagas that have large cast you're not going to you're not going to please everyone right like you're not going to be able to like do a black girls create presents Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire 16 or 37 episode miniseries for a future film it's not going to happen but what you can do is, I think, like, I wonder if the screenwriter read the book and then read his script and then, like, saw, like, at, are all of the, are all of these themes getting conveyed, Right? And that's the problem. And I think that's the most important thing, right, is the themes. Like, I don't think, like, of course, like, the dialogue and the plot are important, but I think, like, taking the themes into account is really important when you, like, are adapting something. Because if you just look at it as plot, then you miss a lot of, like, the main points and, like, the reasons that the shit was made, right? Like, we don't really... This is kind of a lie, but, like... We don't totally, 100% of the reason we don't go, we go to Harry, back to Harry Potter all the time is not because of the plot. Like, that shit is pretty basic. You can find that pretty much. Like, the chosen trope. trope is, like, right. I mean, plays. there's, it's there's a, a thing it's that I don't a know. a billion if times since the beginning of time. I don't know if you time. heard this in your That's English classes. That's always been a thing. But for but theme. In script writing, it was definitely something that, because I was a script writing major, mm-hmm. it was something that we talked about a lot. It's like there are only really seven stories. Right. There's like the romance story, the reluctant hero story, the chosen one, you know, like they're all, you know, those things. And they come up Mm -hmm. throughout time and you can break down every story, every movie, good or bad, classic or not classic, into one of the seven tropes 
are are things, right? Yeah. So the differentiator is the themes, the the nuance, right. the exactly. the commentary that you're making about society as a whole within that story structure, that narrative structure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when you when you miss that, yeah, and I think like that's kind of then it kind of like defeats the purpose, right? Because then you're just telling any story. It just happens right. to have magic, like that. And so I think that like it kind of you know these movies are gonna get remade at some point in like twenty years or some shit. But like I think thinking about those themes are really important in like even just thinking about like how you structure the yeah. story, right? And just like, okay, these are like, I, I mean, and I also wonder, and I, and so part of this is like coming off of just like binge watching um, <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender and getting really salty. And I only saw outtakes of um, that bullshit ass movie. I've never I literally only saw outtakes of it. And I was like, I saw the commercial and I didn't happening? even know about Avatar um, The Last Airbender before like, I saw the commercial hearing, for the movie. Like the fact that one, Homeboy, like, they were mispronouncing Aang's name the entire movie. How did they? Like, that was the thing I heard. Because dude only read the scripts. He never actually watched <laughs> the television show. He just read the scripts and decided they're called, oh. he's called Ong, which was like, no, no one's ever called him that. That's not how he's pronounced. That's not how his There's no one on their set. There was not a script no supervisor. There wasn't anyone on that set that was like, actually, it's Aang. Who was like, hey, you know what? I've actually seen. It's only three seasons, dude. Like, it's uh, 30-minute episodes. Anyway, we're not talking about... We're not ranting about Last Airbender. What I was saying is, like, I would think, as a scriptwriter, that you, like, read the entire thing, right? And it's not just... Again, it's not just about picking out the plot points. It's about picking out the things that, like, made people... Like, drew people right. to these stories. Because they're... The we most. talked and about that's they're, what you take they're for your so movie. well written, and there is such poetry in some of the ways in which, especially with like Dumbledore, and they'll lift whole sentences and things for Dumbledore to say. But the and maybe it's not this. This isn't the scriptwriter, but maybe it's the director or whatever. But they'll. And in, in, in only having, like, those plot points and then, like, picking and choosing these things and, like, they'll have Dumbledore say something that in the in the book was very profound but also, like, just very comforting to Harry or very, um, really sets up why he trusts him. But if you don't have the mm-hmm. background of, you know, Barty Crouch Sr. is grabbing out his robes and having a freak out and then he runs into Snape and Snape is being all super Snapey and then Dumbledore comes down and believes him implicitly and follows him and trusts him immediately. Immediately. Mm -hmm. If you don't show that, then it's harder to understand in why Harry in the sixth movie is so hell-bent on following Dumbledore's instructions and so confident like, Mm -hmm. and very upset that he doesn't know the full story, but very reluctant and com- and 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 tortured by the fact that Dumbledore set him on the thing, and Dumbledore wants him to do the thing, and he's going to do it. He's got to figure it out on his own. He's upset that he doesn't know the full story. He's upset that he didn't tell him enough, but he's going to finish the task, right? Like that's because right. that relationship was very formative to him in a time when this shit was terrible like 
Right. I mean, even like and pl- Kim, I mean, I was gonna wait till the okay. end. To talk but about I did want to say end, one thing but before you get to the end. Sorry, it I just, was like so. Um, oh, uh-huh. Portia said um, I'm, that Sirius's absence from this movie keeps you from connecting how much he really meant to Harry and how much they meant to each other. Um, and there's just that mm-hmm. one fire scene, and then the next movie. God damn it! Um, when Sirius is like, "Good one, James." It was like it's heartbreaking, but at the same time, it's really no. not subtle, and it should right. be more subtle than that. It should be way more subtle than that. But we're not we're not here to discuss Harry Potter and Order of the Phoenix. We're going to need three <laughs> but, hours to talk but, about that. But movie, like, it's fine because that's the next book. Right, like, or and that's the next movie. Like when you talk to people who haven't read the books mm-hmm. and they don't have strong feelings about Sirius, understand that part. Like you don't have to yeah. like. Then right. how is that? They just don't. Yeah, he's just some dude. Yeah, Remus is just some like, dude. Right. How do you make Remus and Sirius just some dude? It just. My heart. I just don't. I literally Remus shows up in the second movie, third movie, like, and then doesn't show back up again until the third movie in the seventh next movie. Time. No, he's Fifth, in the Order of the Phoenix. He's no, in the Order of no, the Phoenix. Remus shows up in five. He's Order of the Phoenix, and he's in he's in Halfway Prince a little bit too, but like super low key in the back. Like Tonks talks for him most of the time. There's like a couple moments where he talks, maybe, but like we'll get we'll get there. <laughs> Um, so my thing about the ending, which actually does tie into this a little bit, right? We're like, one, I think it was way too cheerful as an ending. Um, it was very much like, oh, these bad things happened, but it's fine. We'll get through it. And like, look at all the sunny things. And we're saying goodbye to everyone. Like we had a great year. Like somebody didn't just die and like all this other shit, right? Things are going to change, but we'll get through it together. It doesn't really, exactly. Like, no, It, 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 like it, it. I feel like they don't like pay attention and don't like give the right amount of care into like Harry's PTSD at this moment and like his trauma and him he's comforting to, like, Hermione at the end of the movie process right like him trying to process still what happened right so we immediately get like he gets back to the maze and he just shouts to everyone that Cedric's dead and Voldemort's back no that's not the like on top of that not like being what he would do period it doesn't again like you were saying it doesn't really like solidify his relationship with Voldemort because remember I was talking about a couple weeks ago like the fact that he when the first person he sees is Voldemort I mean sorry is Dumbledore and he's like Voldemort is back to him specifically not to just the ether he's not like hey everybody Voldemort's back and like Cedric's dead and he wanted me to bring his body back just so you know that's not what happened it was very much like I see Dumbledore, this is what I'm telling you. And, like, we don't get Dumbledore saying, Harry, stay here. And then Moody being like, oh, I'll take him. No, Harry, stay here. We don't get those, like, really small and important details. We don't get, like, ugh, don't get me started on them using Expelliarmus like it's stupefied. But we don't the get spell they can remember. Um, Dumbledore saying, hey, go get, go get the dog and put him in my office. Like, we don't get that moment where Harry is sitting there with these two people who mean so much to him and who care so much about him. Why did you do that? Him. Go sit down. Like, both having to take out 
Like, both having to take out his, like, for having to make him, like, relive what just happened, but also, like, being there to comfort him. And then taking him to the hospital wing, where then he has his family there to comfort him. Like, they don't pay attention to those things. They go, like, He literally, oh, he doesn't Barton have... Barton Jr. was really the person who did it the oh whole my time. God. And now let's go to Dumbledore's speech about He doesn't Cedric. have a single moment like, of no comfort. Re- like, th- those last... Wow. Those last chapters were... That he doesn't have a single moment of comfort... And then they just skip over it like, oh, it's cool. We're at the end of the year. We're ready to go back home. It's fine. We're taking a break. No more homework. We did our exams. Woohoo! We're at the end. Like, it makes no sense then that at the beginning of Order of the Phoenix, movie timeline-wise, that he would be so pissed. It makes no sense. Because the way that they show it, that's not how that would work. He's fine at the end of Goblet of Fire. Right. Right? But also, it's like, you guys will write, won't you? Well, I won't. But Harry might. Like... It was, I mean, I used to, like, it's cute, but it doesn't really, like, make, first of all, Hermione motherfucking saved the day. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, Hermione saved Why the day. Why are you day. apologizing? Hermione fucking saved the, the day. All the shit that she did, I just, she saved the day, and now she, they got her out here, like, everything's gonna change, isn't it? On the verge of tears for the entire two acting. and a half hours of this goddamn movie. I know that we're supposed to love her. Why are you on? Why are I know you we're crying, supposed to love man? her, but like, why is she almost crying the entire time? Every what time you deliver a fucking line, you, you are Hermione motherfucking tears. Granger. I don't. You are like, savage. That is your middle name. You are a. You I are a goddamn G. You got ice water in them blades. You don't love these hoes, fam. You out here crying about Ronald Weasley? What? I'm sorry, what? Oh my god, what is for everything? I am just, no. I, Motherfucking I Granger just was like, like, I'm sorry, you got a problem. I'm gonna be over here with Quidditch Bay. Fix your attitude. Like, I just, I am, I am, I don't. I don't understand. It actually makes me more <laughs> upset now watching it this time, especially after we just got through her like being the fucking baddest and like spoiler alert, she won the fucking book. And she <laughs> just on the verge of tears this entire movie. I'm sorry. I just I'm upset. I'm now more upset than I was when I watched it. Spoiler and alert. Any other time I've watched this movie. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit pissed. I just No, I mean Hermione is happening in the here. book. Hermione Granger is walking them halls spitting Trina lyrics. Like, the baddest bitch. Like, she is doing her gods. Like, she is saving the day effortless. Like, effortlessly. Literally, with the twist out, on, like, just doing everything. Like, she's just... And she is over here talking about... literally everything. Stop it, can't you see it's her? Like, no, Hermione doesn't cry when she says... Bitch, if you don't cut and look at Neville right now, if you don't cut this bullshit out, like, she's furrow-brow. She doesn't cry. Dude. My other thing, though, and I just want to say this, like, super quickly. I don't want to go super deep into it because it's going to come up later. Is without without having that level of, um, like, trauma, like, without giving that trauma its due, really, you don't understand. Like, you kind of get it, but it doesn't hit nearly as hard as it could and should have. The fact that Harry doesn't want anyone else to die for him. You don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Also, 
it allows you to then go back and write this whole bullshit about Cedric lost the Trevor the tournament, so then he becomes a Death Eater. But like, no, like it just you you fully like you just you completely cheapen the fact that yeah, Cedric is not a main character. He's not a big like because we were we had this whole thing. You can go back and our recap of the Cursed Child like. Cedric isn't someone that we're, like, going back to. Like, we're not... But that doesn't mean that the, his death was not formative and important because it also was, like, mm-hmm. with with that death and with the understanding of what happened to Neville's parents, we get the sense of this was a war that affected everyone. And it doesn't matter if you're Harry Potter or if you're Cedric Diggory. Like, life is precious. And that shit is lasting. That trauma is lasting and deep within Harry. And mm-hmm. then continues to inform him the rest of his journey. Right? Like, Harry doesn't... Like, Harry starts to see Thestrals. He, right. he watched his parents die. Ass, like- but he was too young to really get that. I get it. But he sees someone die in front of him, but also with the knowledge that it was my idea that we both take the cup at the same time. So if it wasn't for me, he wouldn't have been there in the first Uh place. Voldemort didn't care about Cedric and just killed him because he was in the way. Like, he shouldn't have been there. He shouldn't have died. He, the only reason why he died, or, and then, and then survivors go, right? He died, I lived. It's not like he died and then mm-hmm. I died too, right? Or, you know, like, which would make a really weird, I mean, I guess Harry could spend the rest of the time as a book, but <laughs> as a ghost in the book, but you know what I mean? Ghost. Like, but you have that, so you have the... I mean, you know, neither can live while the other survives. Right. So all of a sudden Harry Potter's a ghost and he defeats Voldemort as a ghost. Oh, and then he Bam. comes back because that's the thing. Um, that fanfic. But yeah, so like, but you don't get, if, we, if you don't have that guilt that Harry has. You don't have him sneaking out of the burrow in the middle of the night trying to, like, get Ron and Hermione not to come. You don't have just a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of things that they actually do in the movies later, but they don't have the same weight. That they don't explain, like, there doesn't, right, because they didn't show these. And I think that's one of the things, right, like, again, you mentioned earlier about them showing Creature well, I was going to say about, like, this thing you mentioned earlier about them showing Creature only because Joe was like, hey, by the way, he's going to pop up later. He's important. Like, these are also things that are that. Like, these are all Creature moments where you're like, hey, by the way, you should show right. this because it's important. Like, again, it's the theme. It's not necessarily, like, integral to the plot of the story. Like, Harry is going to defeat Voldemort regardless of what you put in there. Fine. But, like, for people to understand his character development and like his motivations for shit, like you have to put those things in there. And I think that like they, it was such a missed opportunity for them to like not show his. Right. Right. Like just, that's a, that's a huge part of his character development. And I think that's also a huge reason why like people don't, like Harry in Order of the Phoenix because fifth year, fifth you, year you know, Harry obviously when you see visuals it like Harry imprints in your mind character better and so you're like dude why are you tripping so much right fifth year Harry as a book character is a lot but you have but it's all also of like the information complex and, and you have a complex right. kid going through a lot of shit Order of the Phoenix the movie Harry is just screaming and you don't have 
if you're only watching these movies, you're like, but my dude, you were chill. You're talking about. You're talking about the movie. You were chilling, looking over out into the horizon. Oh yeah, sure, all right. Yeah, nothing's gonna be the same, but you know that's cool. We can handle it. We'll be there to handle it when we do. Like, no, he is like, like no, you're not Hagrid, fam. Ron, like, what you doing, fam? Right. You also don't get, and this is like a small thing, but now that I'm thinking about it, because you just said Hagrid, it kind of bothers me. You, without having the whole. Hagrid, go get the, or whoever he tells to go get the dog and get in my office. Hagrid, go do this, you know, go do that. You don't understand the infrastructure that Dumbledore was laying down. Like, this mm-hmm. was not, like, like right, right. he's, when he's like, moving hey, Hag- When he says, like, we don't get, we do not even get Cornelius Fudge walking into that room and having that Dementor give Bar- Barty Cross Jr. the Dementor's kiss, which is, like, the main catalyst of what happens in order and that is actually something in terms of like a film perspective it was when you're talking about open when you're talking about like wanting action or wanting whatever you add that it's like it's creepy it's intense it's like oh my god so you can have that happen and serve the purpose of the themes and the plot and be visually Mm -hmm. and aesthetically appealing to whatever kind of white hollywood bullshit that you're doing Yep, pretty much. Like, that was such a big deal. And y'all could have actually shown that on, like, television, and then you didn't? That was just, wow. It wasn't That was an L. Like, all this other shit that you, like, didn't do was a problem, but, like, that? You didn't show the mentor's kiss, bro? Wow. You failed on, like, that's unfortunate (laughs) for you and your life. That's all I have to say. that's awkward. Like, that that, level of failure? Because that is, like, really prime... Like, that's just low-hanging fruit, yes, I feel like. for sure. And then it very easily ties into the argument where, where Dumbledore is like, hey, Voldemort is back, Fudge. And Fudge is like, nah. And Dumbledore is like, here's all the stuff you need to do. And Fudge is like, nah. Hey, you see Harry over here? He crazy. You see this dude over here? He was crazy, too. That We ain't gonna listen to none of this. I'm out. Can't be back. Deuces. And then Dumbledore is like, Hagrid, go get, on, go get the Giants. Hey, Molly, meet Sirius Black. <laughs> hey, and serious put on this shirt together get the fuck along like all these things and then you can disperse and it's fine but like they don't do it and it's just the easiest way to set up the next movie right i also think and i just but yes i also think that like like again when we go about talking about adding unnecessary things and taking away necessary things like this book or the movie actually does damage as well with like the super gendered bobatons and Durmstrang. like uh, a oh i was like oh disgusted How? with that entrance there are only 11 wizarding schools and you got single gender you got enough you got enough wizarding schools to have single gender really apparently really what 11 of them all right okay i'm just curious about how the the, the men of France and Spain and all the other places that somehow end up going to Bobatons, where do they get their education from? Maybe they just were deemed not good enough to put their name in the Goblet of Fire because of their gender, which, I mean, men are trash, but that's not how that works. That's not how it works. (laughs) And men aren't. Not not all men are trash. Not all men. Hashtag not all men. Um, Most of them. Except for my... Um, Anyway, but... I just... That's not a thing that we... Yeah, just leave it alone. I'll cut it out. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I didn't really understand until I was watching it this time and I was like looking deeply at things, you know, we're tweeting, we're like making commentary as we go, how gross it was, not only in how like it was gendered, but like the lovely ladies, the proud sons, and the, ha and, Mm -hmm. like, the big, like, strong, like, staff thing, and it's, like, so not only can there only be men and women in, like, France's whatever, and then the sons of the North, and they're, like, you know, Game of Thrones in it up, or whatever, but then you can't... Right. My dude really does walk in with a fur coat, like, he... Yeah. He had a dire wolf in him, but Channeling his inner Stark. But, like, it's not only that but it's also like quite there you can only be one kind of woman to be mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. ron can lust openly and without any sort of shame for the <sighs> bobaton girls Ronald. because they're just pretty they're just eye candy none of them say anything mm-hmm. floor says like five freaking words Luckily, Crumb... Every time Flora came on the screen, it was like she was the protagonist of a horror film. I was really like, why is she in Scream right now? She was the, like, pretty virginal girl who was getting chased by a serial killer and needed a man to save her. Um, But there's also this, this... Hermione is in this movie, like we talked about, on the verge of tears. She's She's soft and making eyes at Crumb and like he uh, not, he goes to get like, her just a drink and she's twirling around and her she's twirling oh. around like oh my god right. I can't believe my luck Victor's a more physical being yeah. like no and then and then the time whenever she's not with Crumb she's out here flirting right. with Harry like so in the movie Harry and Hermione you're Rita not has you a guys. point <laughs> but anyway. Um, because, right, because that's basically what they are portraying. Like, it makes right. no But what I'm saying, sense. though, is, like, but, so sense. you don't even get, like, if you're gonna have, like, the Bobaton girls be girly and whatever and whatever, could you have Hermione and Ginny juxtapose that with, like, I mean, she's still the smart girl, but, like, she's, but when she's with the book in her hand, she's not desirable. Ron's like, oh, well, obviously she doesn't have a date. Blah, 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 blah. And it takes until she puts on a freaking dress and puts her hair up that he's like, right. oh, my God. She She's pretty. Nope. I'm angry about it. And that was like the, that's the, and that's the cheesiest right. trope, right? The that's ugly girl made good. Like, and you know, like all those 80s movies where it's like, take off the glasses and all of a sudden she's beautiful. Side like, note. It was that. Spoiler. Shit. I do want to point Spider-Man? out. Time out. Funny thing. Yeah. Okay. No, not yet. Don't talk about it. Nope. No, just cover your ears real quick. Um, This is fine. This is fine. It's not going to ruin the plot. No, no. Okay, wait, okay. I will point out the scene where Ron gets his dress robes and he turns to Jenny and is like, hey, Jenny, I think mom sent this to me by accident. She's actually eating porridge and sitting by herself. I'm just going to leave that right there. What a mic drop. In two seconds. What a mic drop. That was... It made me very happy. Okay, bye. <laughs> so, what I was going to say is, like, if you guys have not seen Spider-Man Homecoming, what are you doing with your life? I mean, you're not signed up for our newsletter. You're not watching Spider-Man Homecoming. I can't help you at this point. But they make a point of 
having Zendaya's character be really kind of scruffy and like, I don't know if she's supposed to be tomboyish, but she's not like done up. Like she is the less glamorous of the two black girls in the film that Peter is attracted to, whatever. Um, I'm fine. I don't think, I, I don't feel like it was like Zendaya is like the ugly duckling or whatever. I'm fine if that is how she's going to be. But if in a sequel they drop a Zendaya's character makeover, I am burning shit to the ground. If this is how she's going to be, this is how she's going to be. End of rant. Because I feel like that's what they determine. Um... So, Amani um, says that Jenny was eating porridge as she is wont to do. Yeah, so I, I just, the point of that comparison is that the, the idea that you don't have worth or you're not worth paying attention to or you're not worth the notice of, and let's be honest here because I wrote about Ron's characterizations in the movies. Like, you're not even, it's not even like you're being pursued Ron by the, was- like the, the, the awesome Ron. You're being pursued by the goofy Ron. Literally no one wants... And you're not worth his attention? Literally no one wants Ron. You're not worth his attention until you put on a dress? Like, why? So you're, like... This book series, which is... And Hermione Granger, Hermione motherfucking Jean Granger, in particular, who has just inspired untold thousands, maybe millions of girls everywhere... Um, the author who is like one of her most famous quotes was like I feel like there's more to being pretty like, and writes Hermione is plain because it's more important that she's smart and um, and kind you know what I mean like this book then turns her into one of those tor- terrible ugly duckling tropes like no I'm offended mm-hmm yeah, it was it was just not it was a little bit frustrating. And I think again, like it's funny, right? Because watching this movie all these other times, like I've probably had half these thoughts, but because we're like close reading and we're like really getting to like the like deep into the themes, it becomes much more frustrating to then watch the movie because then it's just like, huh? Like what's going on here? Like none of these things make sense. And like they I don't know, they we've talked about it, but they just get really like Good surface things. Yes. But. And I will say, and I think I've said this again, it's like, as a standalone movie, they're good. They're not bad. Right? Like, as opposed to mm-hmm. what other, what, what any other teen movie, even though um, Portia made the point on Twitter at the time that, like, after just watching Spider-Man Homecoming, you can kind of see, like, a good coming-of-age teen movie that is, like, realistic and three-dimensional as opposed to kind of what they do here. Um, yeah. And can we all talk about the fact that they only went to one class and they are right. in a school? Also, were they the in like a study hall or something the when the twins asked, like when Fred asked Angelina to the dance and they're all in that hall? I but think so. Hermione right. hands I assume so. Snape an assignment and then walks out. Snape some And work. I'm like, what is, they're right. not in this the same year. This totally makes sense because... They're not in the same year. Second of all, why isn't it parchment? Why right. are some things uh, cause that's, cause they, Whatever, that's, that's because they sell then, those notebooks. Like, I bought some. That's true. They do sell them. <laughs> they do sell them at Nidalema. But they don't make sense canonically. They but they're cute. cute, though. But, like, 
That yeah, that didn't make sense. But like literally the only class we see is the one that makes sense to the plot and it's in the first like 30 45 minutes of the show of me you know, the movie. And then we literally for, don't see another class. So they're not in school. They're just walking around with with book bags and like doing other right. shit. So that's interesting. Um considering yeah. I want to go back to the comparison between the movies and the books in this sense of giving a, a fuller, like you said, like we we're doing a very close read, so it, it does make sense that the movie seems so much more surface and one-dimensional, to be honest, in comparison to like how deep we got into these books. I think that the movies actually really make me appreciate the books so much more. And I was thinking about this because... Um, one of our co-hosts was talking about how she doesn't like to read and she just want to watch her shows and she didn't have no, she don't have no goddamn sense. Um, but she, it's okay. Once we introduce her to Harry Potter for real. Um, I mean, I kind of got her together because I was like, we'll no longer be a I don't thing. hang out with people that don't read. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, me neither. I don't, awkward, she's not like a but lady. I guess we're not friends anymore. Is that, is that how this works? Um, anyway, but I think that the the appreciation that I have for the books like really heightened because one, you know, when I first read these books, I was not nearly as I had no sense of like trauma or depression or anxiety or feelings of like loneliness and like all those things. And um, I I see how integral they are to the plot and to the characterization of Harry um, now in a way that I don't think I did before. But I also feel like a lot of that really shapes the decisions that he made. You know? And like Mm -hmm. that does tie back to the plot. So when we're talking about like how these themes um, are important and they really get to the spirit of the story, I think that that's true. But I also think that in not showing, for example, the trauma that he goes through, he, does he make, I can't, I can't remember right now because I don't have the memory, but like, does he make the same choices in the books? Um, does his, do his choices seem more like Gryffindorian, like done but through instinct? Whereas in the mo- in the books, they made more sense because they're informed by his past and like what we've seen him go through. I'm 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 asking. Well, I mean, I think that I think that in the books, like he is very Gryffindor. Oh, no, I um, he's, especially in the, he the is graveyard super Gryffindor. scene, <laughs> and I think that like it informs like, but but I think that like it inf- it's informed by his past and like his upbringing, right? But I think that's what makes it more so. Versus him just like running into shit because okay fine, right. right? Like I think that I think that him, yeah. I just think it's I think it's much more informed, and works better in the books because of his backstory. Like you don't just become a Gryffindor because you run around and like, it you run into fires and shit. Like, it's really like it's your personality. Whoop. We're good. We're good. It's your personality because of these other things that have happened to you in your life. And, like, that's why it's a defining, like, trait. And I think that, like, in the movies, it's very much, you know, he's in Gryffindor. So that's just what he does. And, again, like, it strips down. It strips all the all the other stuff out of it. And it's very much just, like, this is what's happening in the plot. And that's just how we're going to roll with it. All right. Yeah. I don't. 
Can I go on my dragon rant now before we go into yes. our MVP shenanigans? So, I have questions about the first task. I think that, first of all, what's the point of having a stadium if you break out of... Like, I just... So, I, I don't know. Okay. I think that the in the book, it was way more... I mean, not way more, but it was just as exciting when Harry is, like, swir- is mm-hmm. flying around the dragon while right. she's still chained up, right? Um, I think that that then, that then her somehow breaking free of the chain... Why didn't she just all, fly off? How in hell didn't y'all get sued? Right. How did she get fired? Why didn't she just fly off? But then why didn't she get sued? And, like, the whole point is that she's there it's- to protect her egg. Not that she wants to kill Harry or her eggs. Well, it's egg in the movie because they only put one egg there. But, like... Why would she then fly off if the whole point the is to egg. protect her babies? The babies and the egg in this in this case, the one egg as opposed to whatever. I can let All that one go babies. because then they didn't endanger them. But then homegirl just dropped off. She flew into the bridge and dropped off into the abyss. They just killed a motherfucking dragon for no reason. It wasn't a dragon slaying <laughs> competition. Why is she dead? There was no reason for that. Who was going to answer for these like? Armed dragons. I just, just who's gonna answer for this? It doesn't make any sense. Why is she? First of all, you didn't have to break her off in the first place. Like she didn't have to break free in the first place. She would still be safe. Her babies would be safe. It would be all good. All of a sudden, she dead, and her babies. What are they gonna do? Right. I mean, I just. It made no sense. It was like I feel like, you know. My dragon feelings aside, I feel like it was just an example of them doing extra or like doing changing things was, in a way that didn't really It was the need to be Goblet changed. of Fire like, version of Burning take the, the scene how it is and make it <laughs> right. Because I'm just like, there, take the scene how it is and make it interesting, right? It works in the book, so it should work on film, right? Like, make it work. If you have the other dra- dragon eggs there, then you make it more believable that she would want to stay on the ground. Like, understand why she's protecting her egg. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can make that make and more when, sense when, as opposed to just being like, oh, well, then she flies right. off and then Harry gets the egg and, and then also, cool. it's, like, it's no. fudge, right? Which I don't understand. Or maybe it's Crouch, but... Well, they took away Ludo. Ludo's they really not out. Ludo like, not in there at all. Yeah, so... Fudge. I know, they replaced Fudge with, yeah. like, his parts. They just took out the gambling story, which I'm not Wait, that upset that's, with. That's a, but the that's a cut that like, makes sense. My f- but... Um, just when you, they're picking dragons, add in, these are nursing dragons and you got to get the golden egg and they're going to protect them. They're trying to protect their eggs. They're babies. And that's how you get around. Right. And like, you know, instead they wanted to have Harry hanging off a roof where no right. one can see him. Y'all are just, you know, desecrating Hogwarts. Like all of a sudden Hogwarts is in ruins because you decided right. that was the thing you wanted smashing to do. And that never comes up again. You got roofs. Like, there's shingles who are just, like, they're just destroyed. destroyed. The damn bridge is destroyed. Can't go on that. Like, and no, we're not going to discuss well, that. That never happened. to be fair, the bridge but didn't the dragon really died, so it's cool. Like, place. But. That's true. Then it comes back, so. But if it exists, if that's the only way they're going to get to the grounds, that's the only way they're going to get to the grounds right. of the Hagrid's house. So, it's, a, um, it's important, important, important. There, when they're talking about Victor being a musical being. That's true. Like, I know you could fix that with Reparo or some shit, but, like, I but, just... Yeah. There was no, like, it just, there's no reason for that. It gives me some really good dragon gifts. I'll, I'll give it that. 
but that's that's, that's, a that's point. about it. I would also say yeah. that in terms of dragon rants, my only addition to that is where the fuck was Charlie? Where was my boo? <laughs> How you just not gonna have Charlie? They mentioned him and then that was it. Wait, but you're not gonna show him? I'm sure they could have found him. Yeah. Fine redhead. Whew. Um, and then Portia asks the question, why make Ron give that convoluted story? And then she says it was supposed to be funny, but it wasn't. And Deborah seconds that. I think I thought it was funny when I, I first saw it. I think it's pretty because, funny. You know, I was young. And it's cute and it like works when they break, when they make up again and like fine. Yeah. But I do think like they don't go to they don't go to Hogsmeade and like the whole thing was Hagger was like, Hey Harry, come to the spot. Also, it should have happened before Sirius. That would have given some like intrigue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a little bit of um like intrigue and like, you know, rushed and whatever, but like it like I thought I think it's funny or whatever, but I also think it was it was just unnecessary. It was unnecessary. Honestly. I mean, we get the good... You can still get that betrayal, right? I am not an owl upset at Ron thing, for not saying is... anything. Oh, sorry. Right? Yeah, but I'm not... I, well, I was going to say, like, so in the in the book, Harry gets upset when he finds out that Ron had already been to see the dragons because Charlie was right. there. And that was the part, you know, the part where he goes up to Ron's like, you're right, foul, get. Fine, that could still happen because Ron still went and just didn't tell Harry about it versus... Which... Sorry, just regular rant, not about movie versus book. Ron went and saw them dragons and still had the nerve to think, Harry's put his name in the God of Fire, he still wants to turn the boy. It took him actually, like, fighting the dragon to be on some, oh, never mind, I think somebody trying to kill you. was messing with him. I but just want to like, put that. You knew that the, the tasks were going to be dangerous, right? Like, that's what's... And, and it just was never something Harry would have done. Ron was tripping. That was Ron being in his feelings. From the movie to the book. Right. Ron being in his feelings about that was always to me just like, boy, you are tripping. It made no sense. Like I understood. Like it made sense in the turn in the sense that Ron was tripping, right? Like that's the, that was the one consistency. Mm-hmm. It was like from jump, Ron was tripping, and they wrap it up with the whole. Right. Oh man, I was tripping. Yeah, you were tripping. Like, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole thing didn't make any any sense. Okay, so let's get into MVPs and benched. And okay, so really quickly, I want to go back to our predictions from like eight months ago. Did you go back and like re- time, re- re-listen them? Um, of course you did. No, I prepared. recorded it. Oh, in the agenda. Boom. I didn't, yeah, I recorded it back in the day when we, like, when we recorded it, I put it in there, like, I put in the MVPs and benched. I didn't go back and listen. That's a lot of hours that I don't have in my life. Um, eventually it'll happen, just not now. So, um, when we did this at the end of Prisoner of So I'm saying I was prepared, I was excited, I I'm ready to, like, ready to go, I love correct. it. Okay, (laughs) so at the end, we, so I guessed that Harry would win the book and that Rita would lose the book. Robin guessed that Hermione would win and that Rita would lose. We both forgot about Barty Crouch Jr., I think is what happened. Well, no, we were both, that was when we were, that was when we were all like, wait, because you have to, if you make Moody the MVP, then like, that means you're making Barty Crouch the MVP. Right. And I feel like people are going to get that all messed up. Like, what does that mean? People don't want to like, there are things that you, that like would make Moody the MVP, but actually make Barty Crouch Jr. bench. And so we, we got all in our heads. 
I don't think we forgot we about did. him because we That's really true. did get so in our heads about possible. him. It's possible. Um, so, yeah. So, so we were wrong, except Robin, which we will get to. Um, and then we guessed that by the end of, um, like, we were guessing, like, who will be in the lead for winning the series by the end of Goblet of Fire. Um, so I guessed that uh, Harry would be in the lead and that Snape would be losing. Um, and Ron, I mean, sorry, and Robin also guessed the same thing, that Harry would be in the lead and that Snape would be losing. Um, so if we want to get a drum, drum roll, I mean, I spoiled this already, but whatever. Just Okay, so Hermione won what? the book. She got motherfucking 85 votes. That's my girl. 85. And in second place was Harry at 70. So she got 15 more votes than uh, second place. Which is not as impressive as Remus in the last book. But it's still pretty close. Um, And then Dumbledore actually got third place with 51 votes. What? Imani's not going to be happy. I would just like to point out. (laughs) Third place is not that bad. I would like to point out that Ron. Hold up. Let me find Ron. Where is he? Ron got 16 votes for MVP. I just want to Wow, like, that's more than I, think, I would have I just assumed. wanted to point that out. Right, I wanted to point it out, right, because, like, we... And a lot of those votes were actually when people made the Weasleys as a whole MVP. So that's a thing. Um, I did do that a couple also, times. That should have been, like, the Weasleys because that happened Ron. Because that happened... That happened 10 <laughs> times. So Ron only got six votes by himself. <laughs> Let's just point that out. He literally got six votes by himself. Without the help of his family. Um, which is funny, right? Because, like, I think we kind of guessed that Ron wasn't going to do well in this book. But in the previous books, he's, it's been pretty consistent. And, like, he won uh, Chamber of Secrets. But it's been, like, they've all, the three of them, the trio, has been pretty close. This time, Ron was like, nah, just kidding. I actually don't want to I'm going to go sit down somewhere. I'd rather sit down. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I think that's probably a better use of my time. Sirius got 33 votes for MVP and Molly got 34, so they're really close. Um, Aminata got an on- honorary vote. I don't remember when that happened, but it happened because I put it in nice. here. Yeah. Mad Eye got two votes despite not actually being in this book pretty much at all. So that's cool for him. Um, I think we gave him pity votes. Why we gave you... him votes when he got got by Barty Crouch Jr. That's true. Why did you make Dick Wolf your honorary MVP? I do not remember. Oh, I was on a, I was on a, um. I don't think it had anything to do with anything. I was on a Law and Order binge, and Law and Order is literally the best show. Like, as a unit, like, start to finish, Mm. you can just binge, like, 18 of those joints, just, and live your best life, and I think we should all just, like, celebrate the, the gold that Dick Wolf brought into our lives with that show. Don't make me get started again, because I can I can gush about Law and Order. We should have a Law and Order podcast, is what we should do. I'm talking the original. Yeah. None of that criminal um, intent, SVU nonsense. The original Law and Order. That Briscoe and Curtis. Wait, Robin, why did you ask them that for MVPs and, and Green? Time out. Why did you ask them for MVPs and Benched? Oh, because time I out. wanted to know... Why did you ask the Patronus for MVP I wanted to know benched? who they would give for the entire shebang, the whole unit. Okay, but that's not a thing that we count. I just want to like yeah, it put that count out there. That's not a thing we count because we do it for math. That's fine. I just wanted to make sure that they knew and that yeah, everybody I just knew. wanted to hear. I was interested. There's okay, that's cool. Um, so um, Barty Crouch Jr. lost the book. Um, which by with fifty five. Surprising, votes. actually. But 
Yeah, I was, you know, but the thing is, is that Ron is at second place with 50. So I was getting kind of worried at the end. That's also surprising. Because Ron literally had, yeah, Ron is at, is five, po- five I guess it's not that surprising, bench, actually. It's like, 37 chapters and we have like about seven chapters of Voldemort. Explicitly. Right, yeah, we didn't have very many. But when he more. was there. And he actually did get pretty high. He got higher than I expected him to get. Um, he got 41. And that's just from being at the very beginning and at the end. Although, that talk, he was talking a lot. Right. So, you know. I feel like Voldy should get, like, the, the Marge Golden Bench. Just for that one villain's planning chapter well, of 11 pages. Always, I think that he. Getting his order story wrong. Like, and I don't think he's going to lose. I don't think he's going to lose this. this series and we will talk about why in a second but i think that like it's kind of implicit that like he lost i know this, like period also also like fun or fun fact or whatever harry got 33 bench votes so like wow harry's always gonna get benched a lot yeah harry gets benched a lot but then he also like we, we're seeing the whole thing through his eyes so winning but i think he has a lot more opportunity right so it makes sense because there's moments where you're like dude you're really tripping but also there's a lot of moments where, like, you know, he comes through, especially towards the end this time. Rita got 34 benched. Snape got 38. That makes sense. Any, like, weird people who got benched? Not really. Ben's got benched, but that he always gets benched. Ernie got benched, and he didn't say a damn word. I was going to say, when did Ben show book? up? But okay, maybe. He, he showed up at some point. It might have just been a moment where we were just upset because we didn't know any history. Maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jaco got benched 24 times Who? we're just like damn why don't we know about the damn goblins uh Jaco oh, okay. sorry um yeah yeah so that's that was pretty much it for for that and then in the lead wait Joe Rowling got benched so we should at least like did you she did she got benched seven times okay I was gonna say we, we I did but I'm not counting her in like the I'm not counting her in the total because right. I'm only counting like characters, but I did count her in our like in the book. Um, she got benched seven times and she got made MVP once. Um, That's hilarious. She's so, the entire reason we're here, and we're like, we is. need to sit down. <laughs> but this is but this is also the first time that we've actually like included her in it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, um, yeah, but there's, so there's that. There's a lot of stuff in here. Yeah, there is. There's definitely a lot. Um... So, in the lead, this is just, like, right now where for we the are, the person who's winning the entire series, yeah, for the whole series, for now, we still got three books, um, is Hermione, with 134 votes. Um, so, she usurped Remus Lupin. Poor Connie. Um, How's she gonna Obviously, deal? because... But also, like, he wasn't in this... First, like, one, hold up, where... No, Hermione, at this point, has had the most votes in a book, but I think that's mostly just because, you know, we got more listeners. And we have and more stuff. chapters. But Remus got 61 votes. Yeah, that too. Remus got 61 votes in 22 chapters. Yeah. Like, it, like that, and he's only been in one book. He was showing out. And he's still up there. <laughs> like, he is still really high in terms of, like, overall. But Hermione came through. So Hermione's at 134. Harry's at 119. Um, and let me just see if they're, who's closer... And then I think it's Remus, actually. Yeah, then it's Remus at 64. Right. So Remus, he got he got made MVP three times this book and has not shown up a single time, so that's cool. Um, do you want to guess who's losing? Ooh, Snape! 
Yes, actually. Thank and it's very God. fascinating to me. It makes me really happy. About time. It makes me happy in like a mathematical way, like in a petty way, but also in a mathematical way, right? Because he has not lost a book like right. at all. And he needs to. He has not lost. I feel like it's coming. But he's gonna he, come up and, and I don't I'm going to let you know I that. See, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to lose um, the book. I really don't think so. But I think he's going to lose the whole series though. He's at 86 benches and has not lost a single book and is losing the entire uh, series right now. You don't think he's going to lose? Math is amazing. Definitely he losing. Uh, Dolores motherfucking Umbridge. Oh, yeah. Well, he definitely got to lose. Literally, every time Prince. Snape is the worst, there's always someone else. No. I don't think so. Because he's the half-wood prince. Like, I don't think he shows. I think it's Voldemort. I think it might be Draco. Oh, man. Because I, yeah, I don't that's Order of the That's Phoenix. That's in Order of the Phoenix. And Umbridge. I'm going to do like, my I think Snape part. is going to get benched a lot. That's my thing. Snape is going to get benched a lot. But Snape always has someone who's worse than him in a cha- in a book. Like every time to the point where they always take the book. But he takes the series. And I'm cool with that. I think that that is the pettiest shit for him to never lose and then to lose the whole thing. I think that's great. That's what I'm rooting for. Um, we need to check in with the chat room because they are doing, the Patroni are doing the most. I feel like we should just, like, put okay. a different chat room with Portia and then a new chat room with Amani. Like, they need to be separate. You know, <laughs> in the classroom. <laughs> um, really quickly, can I just, yeah. Before you go to the chat, let me just add the couple things. Um, shit, I actually did not realize this, but Ron is in second place for Benched with 73. That makes sense. He was showing his because ass. Because he, he, was, he was showing his whole ass, his entire one, in fact. Um, Voldemort is at 50, which, no. Pettigrew is at third place with 65. You know, I do think, though, it makes more sense because you, like, like Hitler going to Hitler, right? But then it's all the people around him that allow him to gain that power to, and right. enable so it's like, that it's very, nonsense that makes it even worse. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. And I, you know what I mean? Like, Voldemort, every time he shows up, he's going to be benched. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also doesn't show up as much as a lot of these other characters, and that counts, right? It's like the number of times they show up and the number of times they get the opportunity to show their ass versus like Voldemort shows up at the end right. of the book and that's pretty much the he only kind thing. of pulls them um, so it's not as many opportunities he pulls a marge in this one in Goblet of Fire like when he shows up he shows up with a vengeance type of thing mm-hmm. but you're right like if you're not if you're, you don't have the opportunity to get benched as much you're not going to but I also think like um, right sometimes I'm thinking back on it, even, like, when he shows up, like, the final chat, or not the beginning, the one before that, Parting of the Ways. Mm-hmm. He shows his ass, but then Barty Crouch Jr. and Fudge come in and just, like, Dude. drop bombs. So... Where, how much did Fudge get That's benched? what I'm wondering, too. Where's, where's Fudge, Fudge in this? Only... Fudge didn't get benched a lot because, again, he mm-hmm. came out at the end, so 21 okay. times. In this book, uh, or where is he over in the oh, okay. in the book? In the book, overall, he's at forty three. Okay. And I feel like next book he's really. Um, I think that, I think he'll get more next. Yeah, book. next book. Yeah, I think it'll be between like Fudge and Umbridge. Umbridge, but I think it'll mostly be Umbridge. Like I, we'll get to our like guesses or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think Snape is gonna lose next book for sure. I think he'll be high like as usual, but. He's always high enough to just eke out that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Eke out the eke out the loss for the for the series. That's all. I am rooting right. for him. 
I just want you to know. I'm rooting for him to lose to the lose series. The series, yeah. I'm rooting for him to lose the, the series. We're going to have a party. I think it'd be even better if he didn't. We're going to have a party when he it'd loses really, the series. Ugh. But also that's like... My petty meter is So high. long from now that I can't even wrap my brain around it. Okay, so I asked <laughs> like our Patroni um, who their MVPs and bench were for the whole thing, book and movie, all the whole shebang as a unit. What's going on? And I did this because I just wanted to hear, like, this doesn't count for anything. This is like the pre-ballot, you know, that pre-ballot that you get before you vote. And you just kind of, you know, the practice test. The P- This is the PSAT. Um, mm-hmm. So Amani gave the MVP to Hermione Granger. She would have won the cup by the second task and unmasked Voldemort before he was even ready to come back. Toya said Hermione for being on top of the situation before it became a situation. Deb said Hermione, period. Portia, Hermione, period. No explanation needed. Um, when it comes to benches, mm-hmm. Toya said Dumbledore never needed a tournament knowing what's going on. I mean, dragons for 17-year-olds to fight. Really, bro? Deborah benched Voldemort. One, because he's the whole reason we're here. And two, when he finally shows up, he fails majorly in the graveyard, which is so Man. true. Um, Portia said fudge for being such an inept bureaucrat that he ushers in a three-year disintegration of the ministry and wizarding society. And then Amani drops bars, as Amani is wont to do when it comes to who he likes to bench consistently. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know this, but Amani has feelings about Dumbledore that he likes to share. So Dumbledore, for not properly vetting his new hire, having two Nazis on the payroll, which is true. Two Nazis in the same year. Keeping Winky on staff, yet never checking up on her obvious PTSD and alcoholism, and missing the Barty Crouch Crouch Jr. plot, and still never telling Harry about the prophecy. Like I said... Really? um, Really quickly, I don't... Was there a moment for... Oh, I guess the part where Dumbledore goes into uh, Harry's room is like, I never liked these drapes. I tried to burn them down in my fourth, right. fourth year. Or whatever the fuck. That was the moment in the movie where he should have told right. Harry about the prophecy. I just want to... I mean, there were times that, that he yeah. could have. It would have been, like, the easiest well, or the smoothest transition. Well, I mean, transition. in the movie, because it skipped so much, would have <laughs> yeah. been then. I mean, in because the Because that's what I'm saying. Like, there are plenty of times, but they didn't really leave, move like, moments in the movie for him to even, like, get that yeah. kind of word in. So in the books, there it yeah. would have been an awkward transition, but he could have done it. So Portia gave us a shade award of Crouch Senior, and she gave the Scammer slash Olive and yeah. Ollivander awards to Barty Crouch Junior. Scammer award is new. The Ollivander <laughs> award is That's... terrible but great. Yep, which I love. So then I asked about predictions for Order of the Phoenix. Do you want to give yours? So let's start with uh, with yours. Okay, so uh, you go first. My prediction for. MVP of Order of the Phoenix is Sirius Black because that's who I'm voting for. All day, er day. <laughs> um, um, that's not like a real prediction okay. to what I think will actually happen, but I think that's what should happen. And I like to speak that's, truth. That's real. Okay, who do you think is gonna who do you think is gonna lose? I really want Snape to lose. But I who do you, who do you um, think is gonna lose? Umbridge, I think will take it. Yeah. But I really want Snape to lose. Um, the way my petty is set up. That's no, that is valid. That is absolutely valid. You know what he did to Sirius? Um, I, I mean, yes, there are a lot of people who did that to Sirius. We I'm, no, 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 I'm not um, even. I mean, yes, I but also of, he like taunt Sirius in the beginning and like fuck you, dude. Yes. Fuck you. That's real. Yes, indeed. 
I think MVP, I was actually like really thinking about this real hard for a little bit because I was just like, I really do not know. I want to say that it's going to be Hermione again. Like something tells me because I feel like she comes <gasps> through in ways that are like, Luna. like consistently. We don't get enough. Like, Luna. I really think it's going to be Hermione. Yeah, I don't think we get enough Luna. Otherwise, because I did think about Luna too, but I don't think we get enough of her really. Like, I think it's going to be Hermione again. And then I definitely think Umbridge is going to lose. Like, there's no way she wins. Or, like, does anything other than yeah. loses. Yeah. So, I asked the chat room, um, and Portia is giving her Order of the Phoenix MVP to Fred and George. And her bench to either Fudge or Umbridge. And who says they can't tag team it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Share the award, you know? Like, why can't there be two? Um, yeah. Amani gives the MVP to Harry and bench to Umbridge. And I'm still waiting for the rest. Of, we're waiting on the rest of the chat room, but we'll let you know as they come in. I am so excited about Luna. Do you, you understand? I'm so excited about Luna. Yeah. The bright spot of the loss of Sirius is the introduction of Luna. Um, so, um, who do you think? Oh, go sorry, ahead, sorry. Deborah um, gives it. She she gives the bench to Umbridge. She can't really decide on the MVP. She says Harry, Centaurs, McGonagall? Question marks. So she can't really decide. But Centaurs, that's that's a interesting. McGonagall would be idea. We would have to have um, a whole lot of voters to make the Centaurs win the book. Yeah. But there are some moments. There are. Woo-wee, man. I know oh. some chapters that Centaurs are going to win. She's, I know some Shade right. Awards. I know who's going to win the Shade right. Award. That's what I know. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> who do you think is going to be in the lead once we finish? I think Hermione's just going to keep building on this lead. I, she's she's going to win this series. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, like... That just doesn't... Yeah, I have a feeling. I don't see any way around that. Um, like, I think that, like, after, like, you know, she's she's won, like, because she's won Goblet of Fire, um, and there's so many, like, chapters, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then you kind of think about all the shit that she does. Like, I really don't see how she would... Because I feel like even Harry, again, like, as we saw, Harry got benched 33 times, and he was made MVP 71 <laughs> times, but he got benched 33 times. So, like, he's so, back like, and back and forth with it that I really don't think he's going to win. Yeah. And I know I that it's be Hermione. as much as we can, and we will talk about it a lot, like, Harry's reasons behind his actions make a lot of sense. Um, his actions mm-hmm. and his tone, I guess. Or just, I feel like people were gonna are gonna bench him in the moment because you're because we are reading it chapter by chapter and it's very like segmented. Yeah. Like I can understand what you're doing. It doesn't mean I have to like it. So you still got to sit down. I mean, I definitely think Harry's gonna get benched this book, and I'm not mad about it. Like he should get right. benched. Um, I definitely don't think he will no. lose. Um, but I definitely I feel like he's gonna be middling, right? Yeah. And like. I don't really know so much about Ron, actually. Like, I kind of don't have a... Like, I don't think he's tripping that much in this book. No, I, I don't think that. But I can only remember like, I think the next time he's tripping things. is... Yeah, the, only, the next time he's tripping is Half-Blood Prince. So we got a break of, like, asshole yeah. Ron. 
I do think. But we get some asshole for Harry. sure. He's still the best Harry. Um, Snape is going to keep the sleep. I feel like we know. Like I feel like after Goblet of Fire, it's kind of like the um, when like I'm thinking like in playoff basketball, like when a team is up three one, like we know who's going to win. It's just a matter of how it plays out. <laughs> like, is it going to yeah. be five games? And I think or it's six? harder for me. Yeah, I think it's harder for me um, to like think about who's going to win like a specific book. I think losing is a little bit easier because there's like always like, you know, the big bad Lockhart or Barty Crouch Jr. or Umbridge. I think Half-Blood Prince might be a little tricky and I'm not 100% sure on that one. But generally, I feel like it's pretty simple because there's like that one person. But winning, I think gets a little um, you know, this is really funny murky because there's because... so many like good things. This is one of those times when I kind of wish I didn't know about, like, the full story. Because I feel like, because we know, spoiler-heavy podcast, all that stuff, because we know of the reasons and we know the, the what's happening, um, Snape will not get benched as many times in Half-Blood Prince as he would have had we been reading this for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I think, sorry, I'm laughing at the sports shade in there. I'm not saying that the 3-1 lead is a guarantee. And that also goes into it, Amani. You just, like, are reiterating my point. Is like, there could still be a change. Like, there could, like they could blow it. But it's how. Again. It's like, oh, shit, they really blew it. You know? But you still kind of know the end. Um, anyway, but I feel like if... We were reading this without any context of what was going on. Snape might lose the book just because I can remember. I still, like, vividly. As much as I'm always like, God, I wish I remembered. I could remember what, like, first time Goblet of Fire Robin was thinking when, like, Barty Crouch was doing all that stuff as Moody. I know what I was thinking when Snape killed Dumbledore. Because mm-hmm. I was. That was a. That oh, was yeah. a transformative pissed. moment in my life i wasn't even pissed actually no i'm a lie I'm, that was a lie i was not pissed i knew then that he was I couldn't good. Even be pissed i was in shock i didn't even believe that it had really happened so i couldn't <laughs> even be mad because i was like nah that's fake news that didn't actually happen so it's cool snape nah that didn't happen that was wrong whatever <laughs> Like, I was, my thing is, and, like, I don't know if any other, and, like, this is low-key a tangent, but it's still Harry Potter, so who gives a fuck? Um, like, if anyone else has, or pretty much all of us, I don't know if anyone else went through this, where, like, some really life-changing thing happens to you, and you try to explain it to other people, and they don't get it. That's what I'm saying, it was a transformative moment. moment. Dumbledore, because, but it was a transformative moment, but then, like, I couldn't have, I couldn't share that moment with anyone because that me and robin didn't know that we liked harry potter which like how the fuck did we not whatever whatever it's our parents fault but like it happened and it was information that i needed to share with someone and like vent about and like freak out about and like you know just commiserate and i couldn't so i was just like telling my brother Snape killed Voldemort, dude. Tell him my dad pops like Snape killed Voldemort. Tell him my mom and all of them are like, that's nice. <laughs> like, that's not nice, mom. Awesome. The opposite of nice. And I'm like, dude, you don't I understand that my stranger entire, in like, the target being... in the middle of a target. My so. thing is, is like, I didn't, e- I couldn't even cry. Like, my whole brain <laughs> melted, and I was like, y'all don't see my brain 
like melting through my eye. Like it's dripping on the floor and y'all don't, I, I don't, don't I know if this is a fever dream how? or not, but I so, do think that I might've told my mom, like the world just isn't, it doesn't work the way we think it should work. Like I really, like that was the moment when I was like, oh, so bad things happen to good people. And that's just, that's just how, and I learned that from a, from a fantasy <laughs> series of, oh, oh, so the good guys lose sometimes. Okay. Well, wow. I just. Dude, I. Damn. But I also so knew, I, I knew for sure, now, I knew for sure when he killed him, I just, like I was like, okay, something's up. Yeah. I just, I would like to say, and I'm actually looking forward to that chapter um, because it's really complicated and there's just a lot in there. Um, I would just like to say that while I'm glad I have y'all now, I'm a little salty and a little upset. <laughs> that you didn't have that us I didn't have y'all when I read these books for the first time. Us? Because I needed the Slack channel <laughs> when Dumbledore was killed by Snape. Where was the hashtag Wizard Team Snap uh, Slack channel where I could be like, fam, where I could just freak the fuck out and use all of the screaming emojis we didn't that even I have wanted emojis. To. Emojis weren't even a thing. <laughs> so I'm just like, how could I express my feelings in a way that I just feel cheated, I think, is what I'm trying to say. And it is what it is, and I can't go back. It's been, like, ten years. You I'm going to have to forward. deal with that in my heart and in my spirit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to have to just Don't look back know, in anger. sit with that in my spirit, pray on it. But I just would like to offer that up to you that I have feelings about how I experienced that moment and how, yeah, that's all I have to say. Bayana, did you not hear I, the part yeah. where I cried with a stranger in a Target on the floor? In a target. I've heard that part a bunch of yeah. times. I'm just saying I didn't even get that chance to cry with anyone. It was, it was like the time I went to see Toy Story myself, 3. Sitting there like, what the fuck just happened <laughs> to my entire life? And no one is here to help me pick out the pieces. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I didn't have a moment with nobody, not one person. Not even a not stranger. Not a single human being. I just had to sit within myself, not even a stranger. I just had to be within myself. <laughs> And like take that and 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 sit with the knowledge that I had to wait like a year or two until I understood what was going on with the rest of the series. That's all I have. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, is it was a rough time for me. And just thinking about it now, even though we're not even at Half Life Prince, no. I'm just reliving that trauma. Um, and so maybe tomorrow at work, I'm gonna go a little bit fifth year hairy on people. I'm gonna try to keep it to myself. I'm just you know. I'm just he was a friend. I'm feeling right now. Um, even though that's third year hairy, but yeah. Still. It's, just, it's my favorite all cap Terry. Um, I, I frankly think that Order of the Phoenix, while it's the best is, book of all time, is that what you're going to no. say? But while. That's unfortunate because that's, that's the only way that sentence can end. While actually. it is. So I don't know what else you were going to say. Can I but say it? Was it? A lie. While it is a superb the, book and a masterful piece of writing. More than uh, any other book. More than any other book in the series, in the series, and in the history of the world, to some in some circles, um, in a lot in all circles. While mm-hmm. it is like time. just a superior piece of writing, well. it is one of those things that I I just hate. Like it gives me Luna Lovegood, it gives me all these things, but it takes away what it what it takes. We're, what it takes. We are all going to be on the feelings bench. We just are going to have to, we're going to have to, um, accept. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, Connie can't come. Connie is there. Connie is here. Connie's there Connie to help can't us come. through this time. Connie can't come. 
But actually, maybe not, because she's going to be too happy. She's going to be like, ha ha, I told y'all, welcome, welcome. I'm just going to join join me in my feels. (laughs) I just, we're all going to be on the feelings bench, and that's what it is. Wait, Portia's on my side. Portia, girl, I knew. That's not a side. I knew. It's fake news. It's a false side. What's really funny, and I'm looking forward to this, is in like a month, we're going to get to like chapter four, and Robin's going to be like, this is the best book. The oh best book. I don't even know how I'm going to say it, but or I guarantee. I guarantee it too. I have, I, I, you say. act like I have not been openly Just clear saying. with my favorite book changes depending on which book I'm reading at that time. Girl, or the Phoenix is fire. Anyway, I'm very excited about it. Portia said she's sitting and Brandy sitting up in my room. Ah! It was it was a hard time room. for me. Back here thinking about I you. Just, I must confess, I'm a mess for you, Professor. Sitting up, <laughs> y'all. I am not even. That's all facts. That was true. <laughs> I, I am gonna have to like really sit with myself. Um, I have some time. We don't get to half lip prints till like April. We probably won't get to the to that moment until like December, January. So I have some time to, to like figure it out. To get right with the Lord. Up to the moment. Yeah, before we have to go through it again. Just know I have a lot of feels about Snape killing Dumbledore. And it's not anger. It does go really it's, it's a like, very confusing thing to read even. You have to read it like three or four times. And then to like, like a lot of stuff's going on. So I and feel like, about I when, when, Snape, when Hedwig but died. But I was just like, what? Like, I just, my brain just kind of, oh, let's not even Do you know how many times I had to read that sentence, though? Okay. Yo, like, I was actually, like, wait, what? like, 13 times. I was like, no. I was like, that didn't, I'm I sorry. Like, what? That doesn't compute in my brain. Like, I, I actually was can't like, did I take in that information because I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand the, the order of, the, of, of these words, of the words <laughs> on this page. Like, what? how is this happening? There was a green flash. Like, this can't be real. And then what happened? I don't. And then, and what? But where is she? And then when Harry, where she go? I'm sorry. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Next week we will be discussing chapter one of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, doubly demented. We can't get all in these fields. It's not time. Make sure to read and follow along. Let us know who you think is a real MVP and who has been for the chapter. Start this book off right, y'all. Like chapter one. Hey, Bayana. New book, new I'm you. New book, new you. Let's fam. do it. New book, who this? <laughs> Like, let's glow up together. Let's get these votes in. I'm excited. I'm getting on a new tab on the spreadsheet. I'm just, I'm lit. Be lit with Can her. y'all be lit with me? Ashe. <laughs> um, I'm join the it. conversation at We Black and Nerds, hashtag wizard team, um, blackgirlscreate.org, at Yana underscore hollows, at Robin underscore Wavenclaw. Black girls create everywhere. Join this us, book, y'all. Instead of Just meanwhile, Jenny was up somewhere eating porridge by herself, and it'd be like, meanwhile, Bayana was in her room feeling silly. <laughs> <laughs> by by herself. herself. And could not <laughs> impart them on anyone else. Bayana's just by herself. Freaking the Previously, fuck out. The last time I had to feel this team. was Bayana when I read The Red by Wedding. Feeling silly. <laughs> yeah. I, the last time I felt this was when I read The Red Wedding, and I, like, it happened and I was freaking out and I was like, wow, this is what I went through my entire childhood because my siblings were just looking at me and I was like, 
I never wanted to go back to this. I don't understand how this happened and why I have to like, now I'm just reliving trauma that I went through when I was like 12. I don't yeah, like this. I can't remember. We're, we'll talk I, I about this later. I can't remember anything that just, I've done since that has given me that level of, or that I've read. And this is probably my fault. Like I need to be a better reader. I quit Game of Thrones before I got to the Red Wedding. I mean, I'm sure that there are other things out there, but I don't think there's anything that really compares. There's other things. That's but another it's like, one. It's a good it's feeling, another one that I have to read like 18 times. Because like, where's the veil come through? He's, he fell through a veil. So what? Get back up. Get Dude. up. Where'd oh, he I'm go? Not ready. I'm not ready. I just have a lot of. What you mean he ain't I, coming back? It's a lot of like, I've resolved them. Me yeah. and Harry in the same in the same boat. Like, but wait, what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. It is. It's. We ended this oh, okay. episode already, but it's perplexing how we feel about these things. And now we get to share them with each other. And I think that that's helpful. And I think it helps us heal. And grow. You know? Um, together. And, grow, and I think that's important. And thrive. And thrive. You know? Kaiser Permanente. It'll really, it'll just, really you know inform like just, our Masterpiece classic miniseries. Mm-hmm. Especially because we'll have you know these saying? things to go back to. And we'll know the feeling that we're trying to convey and the themes. Exactly. It's important. It's very important. Shut up, Amani. All right, cool. Thanks for listening. Thank. <laughs> did you actually read anything he said, or you just no? Saying? I did. He. It's just oh, okay. Yeah, He'll he, he actually now. is doing the most. Shut up. No. Goodbye. Bye, Amani. No one asked Sad for that. Nap. And bye, everyone else. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.